I was stifling a cough that whole time. I was really trying not to cough. I was doing my best. I was doing my best. I was. That's a new shanty for you. Um, we're back a little bit. Here's a little. I mean, this is an annual tradition. You understand? I do an annual uh, best of the year. You know, this is a top five podcast, so I gotta run through my top five different categories of the year. It's tradition. You know, it's just the way we do with things. <laughs> Sorry. Um Yeah, we're doing it. Top five of movies, television shows, albums, books, podcasts. And of course, we'll talk a little sports. Uh, I'm not sure if I can cope with top five sports moments of the year, but we'll talk some sports. Um and it's just a solo pod. Every year, every January, I pump out a solo pod where I just talk top five of the year. And right now, I mean if you're listening to this gen, we are currently chatting Dumois. So that can that can orient you into what time this is being recorded at. And this doesn't usually go very long. It's like 15 minutes. So we'll just bang it out. And yeah, let's just run through some top fives of the year, baby. It's the year in review. Best of 2020 podcast. All right, let's do... Let's do... Let's do... Let's do... Let's do podcast first. Well, let's do podcast. You know, we are a podcast ourselves. Um, but yeah, we'll do podcast first. Um, so that's going to be, you know, uh, I'll give a shout out to some podcasts I know personally, because I don't feel that it is fair to rank them against podcasts I don't know personally. That feels like there's some bias there. Uh, so got to give a shout out to my friend Dave Wheelroute's podcast, uh, Anatomy of a Trading Card. That was pretty fun. Uh, this podcast, of course, Goodbye Mellowbrook Road, um, and then some friends of the pod, Hector Servin's podcast, Try Again. Hector's been on the pod a lot, and he's about to be on it way more next month. We'll see more about that as it comes. Uh, Pappy Malcolm and the and the gang. <laughs> Pappy Malcolm and the gang. They're, they're holding down the fort over there on the Spoilers podcast. I just listened to their WandaVision episode. Uh, can't wait for them to be recapping that one. I love their Mandalorian series as well, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna admit I took part in their Lovecraft Country series, so give that a listen. Love the spoilers pod, and of course Tyler Clardy, another friend of the pod, hosts Film Frauds. They talk about a movie every week, I believe. They just talked about a movie I've never heard of before, um, <laughs> but they they have talked about movies I have heard of, so that's good. Um. So yeah, we'll just do top five. Uh, number five, I gotta gotta give a shout out. You know, if you know me, you you know I love the Disney parks, and there was not a whole lot of good Disney parks news in twenty twenty. But the WDDW radio show hosted by Lou Mangiello remains a beacon of joy. Coming in at number four, the Rewatchables. You know, this year they did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ocean's Twelve, 
Toy Story, Country Strong, Groundhog Day, Ferris Bueller, Back to the Future. They did The Martian, my one of my favorite movies ever made. So loved the rewatchables this year. They had a banger of a lineup. Number three, you talking talking heads to my talking head. Whenever Adam Scott and Scott Ackerman join up to do a podcast, there's nothing nothing better than that. It's the it's the goat. It's the great. It's the the the, 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 the that's what it is. It's delightful. Um, they're so funny together. There they are. Number two, Tea Time. I love me some Tea Time. They talk about Taylor Swift. They talk about Disney Plus. They talk about Dumois. They talk about High School Musical. They talk about Gary Marshall's holiday movies, like New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, really, I mean, I just like seeing a place where there's a podcast. And it feels like it's about, it's like a podcast for, uh, the sensibilities that are not often the most popular on the internet. You know, a lot of people think that The Dark Knight is the greatest movie of all time, and I like to find a podcast that is very much a sensibility that is not that. And that's the best way I can describe it. And then number one, The Watch. Chris Ryan, Andy Greenwald. I look forward to this podcast so much. It is finally ascended to the number one position. It's long deserved it. They talk about television, movies, books, music. They talk about it all, and I love uh, I love The Watch very much. Um so moving into, let's talk a little sports. Uh, don't know if I can quote with the top five sports moments of the year. Uh, if Jeopardy counts as a sport, that greatest of all time tournament was amazing. Uh, the NBA bubble was awesome. Uh, this is a little preview of next year, but that Nickelodeon uh, playoff game was just fucking incredible. Um, but sports, I mean, Celtics made it pretty far. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals, unfortunately, they didn't make it any further than that. Uh, but I have hope for Jason Tatum. Uh, the Magic made the playoffs. They won a game, and that was about it. Uh, to be expected. It's okay, though. I still love them. Um, over in football, Tom Brady left. That was sad. Uh, but, you know, he gave us six Super Bowls, so he can do whatever he wants. He's free to be a hero, and he's about to go win the seventh one. Um, Dustin Pedroia is rumored to be retiring, uh, no confirmation yet, so we'll hold out on anything like that, but aside from that, not a whole lot to talk about with the Red Sox this year, and the Bruins looked like they were about to have one of the greatest seasons in NHL history, and then the season was halted, and they were promptly bounced from the playoffs, so that's about how sports went, but I have nothing to complain about because I'm a Boston fan. Um, I will say, though, that, um, I love the work that Patrick Mahomes and LeBron James have been doing. On and off the field and court, respectively. Uh, moving into books now. My friend Dave Wheelrout wrote a book called Paradigms as a Second Language. You might want to give that a read. Uh, my sister wrote a book called We Meet Them. Haven't read it yet, but I can recommend it because, of course. Um, and I don't usually rank books, so I'll just give out a sh- I'll just give a shout out to five that I liked more, but the most of the year. I like the big picture, the fight for the future of movies, all about inside deals with the movie industry by Ben Fritz. That was super good um also give a shout out to this book is anti-racist tiffany jewel super easy to understand super educating great book can't wait to teach it one day um interpreter of maladies by jumpa lahiri amazing book one of my one of the one of my one of the best books i've ever read in my life that definitely deserves a shout out i read measure for measure by william shakespeare i know this is kind of like all over the place and there's an oral history of the office you know i mean yeah, I can't go wrong with any of these books. Some good ones this year for sure. I do not rank the books, though. I don't feel comfortable ranking literature. Uh, over in the albums territory. Ooh, albums. Y'all know what... Y'all already, y'all already know what's coming. Um, Halsey's album. 
Oh, not Halsey. Sorry. Number five was Letter to You by Bruce Springsteen. It sounded like he was preparing to die with his album. Fortunately, he is not. If you watch his documentary, he said that he is not going to die. Uh, and, you know, he's Bruce Springsteen, so I feel like that's a call that he gets to make. Um, number four was Manic by Halsey. Uh, you know me, I like pop music. I'm, I like I like populist entertainment. It's, I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I liked her album. She had, a, like, a, a string of, like, amazing singles. That it was a... I mean, you know, I did not expect a Halsey album to ever rank so highly for me. But this one, for sure, did. Number three, Jason Mraz, Look for the Good. I I will continue being the one person who celebrates Jason Mraz, I guess, on these types of things. On the best of the year list for albums. But I... I mean, Mraz is just, like, my favorite of all time. So he has to make it in his album. Not Not my favorite... But definitely, it's like, I mean, the worst, Not it wasn't even the worst Jason Mraz album, but lower tier Mraz is still upper tier anyone else. Even though that's a cliche to say. Number two, Punisher, Phoebe Bridgers. Ah, love Phoebe Bridgers. Um, she has been the underdog of the year for me. Uh, super breakout star, love it. Uh, 2020 uh, would not have been as uh, good without the Phoebe Bridgers music to retreat into. Love Kyoto and Graceland too, uh, most prominently. And then number one, it's a tie, Folklore and Evermore. You can't really talk about one without talking about the other. They are sister albums, and everything about them is perfect. Uh, I haven't done an Evermore. Well, Ty, uh, Ryan and Kristen and I kind of talked Evermore a little bit. But Bella and I really broke down Folklore for you if you want to go back and listen to that. But yeah, I think Folklore um, is my favorite album of all time. And I think it's one of the greatest works of art ever created. Probably the best since Hamilton. And Hamilton was the best work of art since, perhaps, Singing in the Rain. Who knows? So yeah, Folklore and Evermore, obviously, they're ranking pretty uh, pretty highly. Uh, over in the television show realm, number, i got to give a shout-out to Dash and Lily, even though they did not crack the top five, because the algorithm finally found me. Uh, number five, actually, is What We Do in the Shadows. So funny. What a great show. Um, love What We Do in the Shadows. It's just... I mean, the Jackie Daytona episode alone, I mean, that's just what dreams are made of. He is... That is just... Uh, I just love writing like that. You know, it really appeals to me. Uh, number four, Better Call Saul. I really believe this is usurped Breaking Bad for me. I think it is not only better than Breaking Bad, I think it is head and shoulders. It is shampoo above Breaking Bad. Uh, I love Better Call Saul. I am so excited for the final season. I cannot even begin to understand what's going to happen. And this is like the only prequel I've ever liked. So, I mean, there you go, right? That's Here's a glowing recommendation for you. If you were going to start watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul now, you never were. Number three, The Haunting of Bly Manor. If you know me, you know I'm a Hill House homeboy. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of an H word there. I'm a Hill House d- devotee. Loved the book, the movie, the show. Love it all in Bly Manor. It was a great, 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 great follow-up. Super spooky, super emotional. Uh, love seeing just horrible things just keep happening to poor Nell. You know, we're rooting for her always. Number two, second place of the year, Ted Lasso. I mean, Apple TV Plus. Don't say they don't have some gems on there. Ted Lasso is just incredible television. It's a, it's Jason Sudeikis as a soccer coach who goes from the U.S., the U.S. to the U.K. to coach soccer. Uh, wow. Just one of the feel-good shows of all time. Probably the best comedy I've seen since The Good Place. And speaking of The Good Place, it's number one! 
yeah, The Good Place only aired like three episodes in 2020, but one of them was the series finale of The Good Place, also entitled Whenever You're Ready, and it's one of the great series finales of all time, one of the greatest television episodes ever made, a beautiful testament to one of the best TV shows in the history of the medium. Michael Schur, you can ascend to the heavens. You are a impeccable writer. You've created two of my top like 10 shows ever made. You've written on four of them. It's just, you're just incredible. The Good Place, number one, had to be, had to be. Uh, and then we're going to go to movies last here. Uh, movies number five, Soul. Uh, there's an episode coming out soon where I talk Pixar with some lovely friends of the pod. And you'll be hearing some chat about Soul there. But I did really enjoy Soul. Love, I love a good introspective Pixar movie that really makes you feel existential about the world and your place in it. Number four, Palm Springs. Andy Samberg can do no wrong. We all know this. He He's pulling out the sci-fi rom-com stops. You know, not everyone can do that, but he does it flawlessly with Kristen Milioti, who is also crushing her scenery. And Palm Springs, one of the great... Uh, it's just a... What a lovely movie. That one, I think, more than anything, I think Palm Springs speaks to the year. Whatever that means. Number three, One Night in Miami. One night in Miami. Doesn't really fit the Bangkok uh, lyrical structure. But One Night in Miami was amazing. It's the story of what, ha- what what Muhammad Ali did after he beat Sonny Liston. He went back to a hotel room and hung out with Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, and Jim Brown. <clears throat> As the writer of One Night in Miami, Kemp Powers, described, it's the Black Avengers. So, I mean, it's... It's great. It's a great movie. It's just conversational. It's dialogue. It's well-written. Uh, Regina King directs the hell out of it. Um, and Leslie Odom Jr. really steals the show as Sam Cooke. But Kingsley Benadir is also one of the great stars of 2020. And he's perfect as Malcolm X as well. Um, speaking of feel-good movies, my number two Eurovision Song Contest. You heard that music at the top of the episode. That was um, Husevic. Molly Sandin dubbing in there for Rachel McAdams with Will Ferrell. Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. I didn't even know if I was going to watch this movie. I had no idea what Eurovision was. And as soon as I watched it, it became one of those movies I'm always going to defend for the rest of my life. Like right up there with Tower Heist, Fifty First Dates. Um, New Year's Eve, just movies like that. I love Eurovision so much. It made me so happy this year. And I have been listening to the soundtrack a lot. But I have listened to no soundtrack more than the soundtrack behind my number one movie of the year and it comes from my from honestly the entertainer of the year and there's really like even if you don't like her there's no argument that she is the entertainer of the year it's taylor swift and her movie is folklore the long pond studio sessions it's the concert documentary very intimate concert documentary just her antonoff justin vernon and um aaron desner performing the entirety of the folklore album and talking about the meaning and inspiration behind the songs it is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life because Taylor Swift is a goddess. And we all knew that because if you listen to this podcast, you're well aware of Taylor Swift's uh, Hall of Fame status on it. So there you have it. We'll run through the top, the number ones. Uh, um, I guess if you're talking the best sports moment, I would say... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know, man. The NBA bubble was fun. I guess no. I guess I'll say Jamal Murray's performance in the NBA bubble was one of the probably the most I've enjoyed sports this year. 
uh, The Watch Podcast, Interpreter of Maladies, Jumble Harry book, uh, Folklore and Evermore, and then the Folklore Long Pond Studio Sessions, and The Good Place. So there you have it. That's the best of 2020, according to me. I would love to hear your best of 2020 list because I know it's going to look a hell of a lot different from mine. But that's what it's all about. That's why we do the top fives here on the podcast. Um, thanks for listening to this bonus episode of doing the best of the year. And we're going to have a fun surprise coming for you in February. So stay tuned for that. Um, I think we should we should get out of here with a little bit of uh, Taylor Swift, right? Like, I mean, she is the artist of the year, the entertainer of the year. So it only makes sense if we are going to dip out of here. We We came into it with some Eurovision, but... Taylor Swift is at number one twice. Uh, Miss Americana was also a great movie, along with the City of Lover concert documentary, so we should honestly be paying tribute to her. Let's get out of here to the tunes of what I think might be the greatest song ever written, August, Taylor Swift. Thank you, everybody. Happy January. Stop the filibuster if we can, I guess. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah!